Are you one of the many couples who began your relationship in what we call the high octane or honeymoon stage, but now life has you wondering, where did all that love and connection go? Hey, if this sounds like part of your current story, welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. We want to help you experience God's best in marriage, a relationship that is stronger, deeper, and more exciting than ever before. So meet my wife and co-host, Stuart Anderson. And he's my husband and co-host, Dr. David Anderson. It's time for you to become the heroes of your marriage story. So let's get started. and welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. Hello, Red Truck Marriage listeners. Listen, before we jump right in, I want to remind you to go get our free ebook workbook on the top five tips to improve communication now in marriage. Because if you've listened to David and I, you know we believe growing your communication is so important. And you can find that on... Yes, impactingpeople.com, right? There's a place on the website there where you can sign up. But listen, folks, these tips will truly take your communication with each other to a brand new level. I'm telling you, for you parents, it will impact your effectiveness as a parent. And guess what? It is free. Free, free. (laughs) And it will just set you up for success, especially when it comes to the topic we're covering today. We are going to keep on track with our series, the top six topics that couples argue about. Yes. And you know what? Today, we're going to talk about topic four of six. And before we kind of get into that, uh, if you haven't listened to previous podcasts, right, Mm -hmm. we've talked about the one topic couples argue about a lot, is the lack of attention or affection. And then we talked about parenting issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then our last one in the series, number three, was the frequency and quality of sex. So today, we're going to talk about topic number four, how to manage household responsibilities in your marriage. Oh, yes. We frequently hear from couples that they feel frustrated or angry because the household chores aren't divided fairly. And, you know, it might might sound petty to you, but in reality, it's not. Uh, the, the small things can be the big things. Absolutely. As we say. You sound like a coach right there. <laughs> <laughs> the little things become big things. And I, I just think that's so true. You know, Stuart and I often use the term doing life together in marriage. And I believe much of the frustration comes from the notion that one person in the marriage thinks they're responsible for much of the mundane that must be done to keep things going at home. Oh, yeah. It happens a lot. But, you know, there is more to solving this conflict than just dividing the chores up equally. Like most things in marriage, it, it starts with the condition of our mind and our heart, and it's... um. You know, when those things aren't quite right, then that's usually the source of the conflict. Yeah, that is so true. And, you know, we really want you to lean into this episode because we think it will help you to have more peace and connection in other areas of your relationship as well. Mm-hmm. So what do we what do we mean when we say about the condition of our heart and our mind is at the core of the conflict? Well, let's let's put it this way. 
if just thinking about household household chores between you and your spouse gets you riled up, then we can tell you you're not going to be successful at discussing this with your spouse unless you learn to have a different heart set mindset about this topic or any other topic. Um, if you are seeing yourself perhaps as a victim in this situation when um, things are out of balance and you're the one that's doing most of the household chores, um, we need for you to, to check that mindset. Yes, I totally agree with that. You know, in, instead of having that kind of that victim role or that victim mindset, instead think of yourself as an equal partner with a voice. Uh, with ears to hear your spouse's point of view, like versus the victim mindset who says, you know, um, I'm the one that brings in most of the money and I'm not appreciated for that, you know, or, you know, perhaps it's one of you who says, I'm the one with two jobs, what I do professionally and what I do at home. And, you know, I just think that kind of victim mindset, um, it really shuts down really good communication, you know, uh, around this topic. And you may say to yourself, you know what, David, I am kind of kind of a victim in this where I, I'm the one with the two jobs and, you know, my other spouse, my husband, my wife, you know, they, they go to work and they come home and they think their day is over. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, you have a voice. And if you don't think you do, then you know what? You, maybe that's a conversation. But use your voice. And also, equally important, you have ears, right, to hear your spouse's point of view. I, I just think it's so important to use your voice and to use your ears. Yeah, the, the point is here is if, if you go into a conversation with a defensive posture, then you're going to struggle to resolve this conflict. Wow, that's so big. If what we're trying to say is if your mindset is to, to start a conversation with a heart that wants to hear what your spouse says or um, just to understand, mm-hmm. that should be a priority as you go into it, the, the conversation here. I really like that. You know, often uh, times Stuart and I will ask a couple to tell us about, uh, you know, like some wins in their marriage uh, since we last saw them. And without a doubt, the biggest win they describe is the experience of being heard or respected, you know, when resolving some issue. It's not even the resolution itself uh, that's considered the biggest win, but the fact that they 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 felt respected, they saw themselves as respected, and uh, by the other spouse, like that's the win. Mm-hmm. Yes, I hope you hear that. Today, Dave and I are going to give you a few tips about resolving the issues around household responsibilities, but none of them will be meaningful without first creating that proper mindset to talk about it all. Well, that's so true. It really is. Listen, folks, in the spirit of that doing life together, successful couples have a spirit of servanthood toward each other. I kind of jumbled my tongue there a minute, but I want to say it again. Successful couples have a spirit of servanthood. That's it, toward one another. And and watch this. That spirit of servanthood, is it's not a 50-50 proposition. 
you know, which says, you know, you you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 50% responsible uh, for the success of this marriage and you're 50% responsible. That That's just not a servanthood attitude versus a hundred, a hundred proposition. I'm a hundred percent responsible for me, how I love Stuart, um, regardless of what she does. It's not conditional. It's a hundred percent. I'm responsible for myself. And Stuart is a hundred percent responsible for herself. Like what kind of attitude, what kind of spirit, if you will, that she brings into the relationship. It's not dependent upon me. And and you may think of that as David. That's kind of like a fairy tale. Are you kidding me? Um, well, it's it's really not. I I really think it's it's scriptural. You know, I, I'm I'm responsible for myself and how I choose to love Stuart, regardless of the particular mood that she's in in a particular day. And I I just think it's important to take responsibility for ourselves. So. Healthy marriages are 100, 100 propositions. That, that Was is, I clear on that? That I, is great math. And I just want to expand <laughs> on that a little bit. There are some days when we are with our spouse and we're thinking, oh, today's going to be an 80-20 day where I have to give 80 because my spouse can only give 20. But what we're saying is, no, go into whatever the situation is with a mindset of 100%. Servanthood. Yeah. And you know, that doesn't mean either, Stuart, because I remember you saying this on a podcast episode. There are times when we do fill in the gap for one another, mm-hmm. like where it may be, I had one of those days the other day going through all this stuff we're dealing with with our home being completed. I, I had about 20% in the tank. And it happened to be a day that, wow, I mean, you, you, you really kind of picked me up, you, you, you led the way, you encouraged, you inspired. Uh, so we're not talking about those kinds of dynamics where one is, has a maybe less full tank than the other, but we're talking about responsibility for myself. Like I'm 100% responsibility for me regardless of where Stuart is in a particular day or how she approaches a conversation, like the conversation here, when it comes to managing workload at home. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and we, you know, thanks for saying that, honey. You do that for me as well on multiple days. So that's just our mindset. That's our heart set. Is yeah. that we want to do that for most each days. Other. Right, <laughs> right. Not perfectly, but most days. So let's take a look at some practical aspects of doing life together around the home. Um, for example, traditional gender roles. You know, yeah. how does that apply in in couples? Boy, and, that's so big. It really is. Um, you know, we, and, uh, let me put this out there. In okay. a recent Gallup poll, couples reported that the majority of household workloads were performed by women. Wow. Well, we might not be surprised. Yeah, we you know, we, we talked about that. And actually, it was a poll that was done in uh, just a year ago. Mm-hmm. So they, I, th- I think it was like 3,000 couples that they interviewed and discovered that in most of these homes, women were taking on most of the household 
wear clothes. Mm. All right. So, you know, listen. <laughs> if that's working for you, then we don't want to throw a wrench in that because one may be more the nurturer than the other. So then, you know, go forth with that. But my guess is, is that that's not working 100% of the time for every one of you because, one, you're listening to this episode and you have some curiosity about that. Right. And, right. and for many of our listeners, they're juggling two careers outside the home. Many are. Yes. And so we know that that can create pushes and pulls when it comes to household chores and imbalance. Yeah. Well, you know, I, th- I think oftentimes these traditional gender roles, um, and again, if this works for you, then have at it. Keep mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, but, you know, they, they come from, you know, what we saw growing up in our own families. Right. And, you know, this is going to date me a little bit, but... You know, I got to tell you, growing up, you know, it was big time, you know, traditional in terms of what my mom did and what my dad, my dad went to work and then he came home and changed clothes and, you know, he had another job on the side where he was fixing appliances and that kind of stuff. And, you know, to make ends meet financially at home and mom, you know, generally took care of, you know, more of the traditional roles of making sure the house was clean and food was on the table and that kind of thing. So, but in this day of time, in, in time, like which Stuart just said that many of you have uh, professional jobs outside of the home. Right. And also like you just described it, it, with your mom, that was her career. Yeah. And if, if you out there, you, if you're the one staying home and taking care of the children, that's your career. So we know at the end of the day that both of you are exhausted and you need each other to serve in the family. Yeah. Again, it kind of goes back to mindset. I mean, check that out. How many times have I heard, you know, people, couples who are in these kind of more traditional roles uh, where, you know, the the wife says, yeah, I, I was home today while you were at work, but, you know, it was work for me too. So at the end of the day, we're both exhausted and yet there still needs to be dinner put on the table or, you know, kids need to get into the bathtub or homework needs to be done. And I'm left kind of doing that too, where my work day is, you know, a 16 hour day. Right. And, you know, that that's a tough thing to navigate uh, with couples. It's a mindset where, you know, both individuals need to to rethink, you know, how many hours each of you are putting in and how do we make this thing work day to day? That's really important. Well, well, how how do we get people to talk about this if it, whatever their situation is? um mm. You know, it's not time to pull out the scorecard. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. state your case, right? It's not. And look, here. here's what Stuart, I think, means by that. Uh, well, I know she does because we talked about this. You know, oftentimes I think couples will pull out that scorecard and like say, well, look, you know, these responsibilities I have take more energy or they're more important. I'm the one, you know, having to earn the living so we can pay the mortgage and that kind of thing. And, you know, it, it's time to figure out how do we do life together in such a way that both of you believe you are respected and appreciated 
for those things that you do. Like, I'm telling you, that carries the day. It's kind of like what I said earlier when we ask a couple about the wins they've experienced that, that week. You know, it's, it's coming away from conversations where both of you believe you were respected and appreciated and seen. Like, that's the win. It's not necessarily just solving the conflict itself or coming up with a game plan, although those are important. Right. But how do you leave those conversations? That's really the win. It is. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. They're all, as we always know, our listeners are in different seasons of life, different positions, and as we just described, different situations with careers and staying at home. And and to hear what we're saying right now and to, to figure out how to go forward, Um we we want you to really stop and pause and think about this heart set mindset, because what also happens when you think about this particular topic of household chores is sometimes our our perception is not reality, um, and mm. we we kind of touched on this before. If if it comes into when you're considering yourself that victim of having to do too much of the household chores. Well, let's stop and take a look at that, if that's true. Um, are there perhaps things that your spouse is doing that you're not acknowledging? Uh, great word. So before we can go into a plan, we want you to make sure that your heart set, as we said, and your mindset is clear and that it's accurate Yeah. to have a successful discussion about what's happening. That is, that's a good word, Stuart. And you know what? Here's another piece that I think oftentimes couples will talk about with this. Like, you know, if your spouse, uh, let's say you have a conversation about these chores. uh, (laughs) And let's say, like in our family, I decide, all right, I'm going to do this particular thing Mm -hmm. uh, that around the house. Maybe it's cleaning the bathrooms, right? Uh, I'm going to do that on Saturday, right? Uh, It's important that you accept that your spouse may not do those bathrooms, a particular chore like that, the exact way you might. Oh, great point. (laughs) Great point. me, Me saying that doesn't give either of you permission, by the way, to do like a shoddy job because it doesn't matter uh, to you so much, or maybe it's out of some passive aggressiveness. You know, Stuart's been on me about being the one to <laughs> clean a bathroom, so I'm going to go do it. But, you know, I, didn't, I don't do it, is, and I know for a fact the way she would, and that's going to really bug her. You know, that's that's going to make her mad, maybe to where she says, just says, well, then, you know what, you're not, you're not doing it right. I'll just continue to do that chore. Like, it's important that, you know, we don't do that out of passive aggressiveness. But you know what? It's important that when we do take on a new responsibility that we're coachable, you know, to the other spouse, that I'm open to hearing how Stuart would like to have it done or, you know, maybe a a coaching tip about doing it in such a way that it's more effective or more efficient. Are you talking about how I load the dishwasher? Because that comes up a lot. Are you? Hold up. Hold up. I'm sorry. I went down a path. You, you went down a path. But, but, you know, I know. Listen, friends, you, you listeners, she just brought that up because 
I tend to have a certain way the dishwasher. I certain believe, way, certain <laughs> way. That it needs to be loaded. And guess what? You know, my point earlier about a lot of times our traditional roles and our mindset, you know, comes from how we grew up. Remember, I told you earlier, my dad was an appliance guy, right? <laughs> so he had this way of like, he would all, he would march everybody and say, look, y'all, this is how the dishwasher, you know, cleans dishes the best. You need to load it this way. So... I know you were kind of tongue-in-cheek with that. I was, because here's the truth, is that um, I let it go. It's it's not a topic to to dwell on, and if you want the dishwasher loaded one way, (laughs) I'm not going to criticize that, and and I'll do it my way when I'm doing it, and we'll get the dishes clean. Yeah, we will. So our point is, part of that getting your heart set and mindset correct is to leave Destructive criticism out. Gosh, that's a good Just word. Just ag- acknowledge efforts and and get the perception right of of what's truly happening in your home before you can um, talk about. And and particularly if if you do take our advice and and sit down and have conversation about distribution of responsibilities, um, it's important to understand that your spouse is not going to do it exactly the way you would want it. To be done. Right. Right? Right. Um, and that's a key point. Mm-hmm. So here, here's another uh, point that we want to talk about. Um, one being that taking a look at your, you know, your mindset of traditional roles and um, perhaps, you know, making some changes in that area. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't always have to be done the way you grew up. And more than likely, it's not working now. Uh, but the the other point we want to make is uh, we want you to utilize the notebook meeting concept. Oh yes, that we've talked about so much uh, in past episodes. You know, Stuart wrote a book, the Notebook Meeting, and golly, it's it's such an important tool I think for families. Oh, um, it, know, it just brings it. structure to to managing your life, and this is a perfect topic to cover in a notebook meeting because. Um, if you know, if you've heard us talk about it before, when we come together in the notebook meeting, we are both on the same team. We're coming together to resolve issues and conflicts, whatever they may be. And um, talking about household chores happens with yeah. us frequently in our notebook meetings, and we develop plans to cover whatever um, needs to happen in our daily life. Yeah, and let me let me throw in a little plug for the notebook meeting. Uh, if you're interested in that, go go to Stuart's website, thenotebookmeeting.com. And I mean, there's some awesome free content there where you can get these meetings started uh, and you don't even have to buy the book, although mm-hmm. I would totally recommend it because it really delves into... It's a great game plan, right? Yeah, For goal setting and, and clearing out clutter and chaos from your life. So, But it, but it will help in. you, this process of the notebook meeting, it'll help you come up with a game plan for prioritizing these domestic uh, domestic tasks um, that we're talking about today, chores at home, like taking care of your business at home outside of your professional life. Right. And, and if you follow the notebook meeting plan, it also incorporates some play and some good times. So um, it's great to schedule that as well when you're talking about uh, how to manage daily life. So. Yeah, big time. Hey, let me throw in another little um, point uh, okay. that I think is important. You know, sometimes I hear people say, 
uh, all she has to do is ask for help. You know, <laughs> like, and you know that doesn't really work because what that implies is that it is ultimately her responsibility or his responsibility, right? To say, I, I, I all she has to do is is just ask me to help. I'd be glad to. Listen, it's both of your responsibilities. That's a, that's a that's another way of looking at it. There, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. In fact, we encourage you to ask one another for help. Go ahead. This also applies if you have the thought he or she should know I need help. He mm. should know I need help because I'm exhausted. So why doesn't he jump in and do it? Yeah. Well, we've said this before. Like. <laughs> There's nobody's a mind nobody's reader. Nobody's a mind reader right? ever, and ever. That's Don't so true. That. Mm-hmm. So listen, uh, it is important to ask for help, right? But just because you're asking for help, it doesn't mean that you're the one totally responsible. And we just wanted to make that point. Uh, any other thoughts about that? I just, um, I hope people are hearing that jumping into a structured conversation yeah. About this with you and your spouse is um, where you're headed. Yeah, and we're mm-hmm. going to make that a call to action mm-hmm. today. Hey, here's here's another point. Uh, this whole notion of servanthood and partnership, right? Now, listen to those two words, servanthood. Uh, one of my sisters, I remember her saying one time that, because uh, I remember asking. In fact, we were both, I think, at the table one time when we were asking uh, my sister and her husband this. So what? what's your secret for making your marriage work? And uh, I forget which one of them said this, but you know they both agreed. They said, you know, I think our secret is it, we're, we're competitive. And I said, how so? And they said, you know, we're competitive in regard to Outserving the other. Who can mm-hmm. outserve the other? And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like I love that. Mm-hmm. I really resonated with that. That that in this servanthood, we both want to be that person that serves the other person. That's a mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think partnership is part of that. You know that I have a a, a mindset with Stuart, and she have the same mindset that this thing we do is a partnership. And it, I think it really helps put down that shield and that sword, you know, of being defensive and whatnot, where, you know what, I have nothing to defend. I'm, I'm this woman's partner, and she's this man's partner. Uh, it's a mindset. It is, <clears throat> excuse me, it is. And it, it goes, uh, there's so much to talk about with heart set and mindset. Um, if you... What you just said about outserving each other, if, if both spouses wake up with that thought, it just gets your day started, and it, and it helps you to reset um, your thoughts about what we're talking about, household chores, um, to see that you're both on the same team wanting the same thing to happen. You want your house so taken true. care of. You want your family cared for, fed and clothed and whatever else needs to happen, you both want the same thing. Yeah, you, you also want to be able to relax and be uh, re-energized. Right. You know, the question is, how do you pull that off most days without one of you thinking you got the raw deal? 
Mm. You know, um, that that's that's a great question. You know, how do you pull that off? Uh, and it and it feels to both of you like things are 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 equal that you're both in this partnership together. If if that's your current situation, it's really not fair for you to continue to live that way. It's not fair to your family that you don't sit down and discuss this topic. Mm. Um, we, we don't want either of you con- to continue to carry on as if you're battling against each other, um, trying to get help doing whatever household chores need to be done or, or daily task. And listen, and you know, here's the other thing, honey. Like, we're talking about things oftentimes that are so mundane. Mm-hmm. Like, who likes to do mundane things? You know, r- run a vacuum cleaner or, you know, just the things. And again, you know, this may sound petty to some of you, but it, it's really not. Maybe some of you think, well, you know, we, we pull this stuff off or, you know, we, we don't really care what the house looks like. And, and if that is a mutual kind of perspective, mm-hmm. then great. Nobody's saying change that, you know, but mundane things are very difficult. Mm-hmm. They are, and I, I I really believe that, you know, when we when we and again not to over spiritualize things, but you know the the mundane things, um, you know they're they're important, they they really are. I I think that um, God wants us to look at mundane things as as important things. As sacred things, they're sacred. Mm-hmm. They, they are. They're they're big things. Um, serving other people is a big thing. It's not so much about the specific thing you do to serve the other person, as it is to in that service you're communicating to your spouse. I see you. Mm-hmm. You're important to me. Um, or to your children, just feeding your children a meal. Yeah, or or tucking them into a warm, clean bed. Exactly. Those are sacred acts that yeah. require um, both of the parents to um, to make take, happen to, to take yeah, care of take mm-hmm. care of the thing. You know, I, I think another point that I, I I think is important for us to talk about in all of this is, you know, life has its seasons. Right, Stuart, you you love oh, talking about that. Absolutely. There are seasons where um there will not be balance in your life. Mm. Balance is just not a a goal to reach for. Um it may be a season of um one person has much more of a load at work and has to spend more hours at the office or the classroom just uh, completing tasks and not at home as much. It could be a season of caring for another family member that takes a lot of energy. Yeah, I mean, you're doing that now mm-hmm. with your mom, mm-hmm. you know, and which means you're gonna you're on the road a, a, a lot more because it, she's two hours away. Uh, you know, I, I think about uh, one of my oldest son is a, a college basketball coach, and you know, a lot of people think you know, well, during the season is when coaches are most. Busy. I'm. I'm not sure that's probably true. I, you know, there's a recruiting season, seasons uh, throughout the year, and you know, team camps and different things like that. So, you know, I think about his job. You know, it's uh, there are seasons in his job that are more high octane, where he's just tied up from, 
you know, sun up to sundown and beyond. Uh, during those times, I think it's important to take into account what is the season that your husband or your wife is in vocationally, right? Um, you know, I, I, you mentioned earlier families go into seasons. It could be that you have a son or a daughter who plays a particular sport, uh, and it changes everything. You know, they got to get to practice as soon as homework is done, and then you know, get out to the ball field or whatever it is they're doing. Uh, and there's not a lot of time, you know, to you know, have these great meals or, you know, those uh, kinds of activities that you might uh, in an off season. But families go through seasons. That, that require adjustments to whatever you're doing day to day. Yeah. To make, to make it work for all of you. Yeah. I, you know, I think about the season that, um, you know, our daughter and son-in-law are in right now with mm-hmm. the ages of their children, mm-hmm. right? They have one little fellow. Fairly that... <laughs> new baby. <laughs> like And another fairly young child. Yeah. So, and a new job and um, a lot of changes in their lives. And they've had to adjust and accept less than perfect in a lot of areas, but to be okay with that and then reorganize whatever the daily um, household chores are. You know, something that just came to mind when you were saying that is, I think the importance of giving yourself grace, mm-hmm. uh, which I didn't really think to talk about this, but it, it just came to mind like, you know what? There are times in your lives where you need to just give yourself some grace uh, because of the season that you're in. You know, you're kitchen floor may not be as clean as you always want it to be, Mm -hmm. or it could be that, you know, laundry's piling up, or you're not really knocking out, you know, uh, knocking home runs at work, because there are are other things that are going on. Giving yourself some grace, some room to maneuver uh, when life comes at you. You know... um that also speaks to the mindset that we have. Sometimes our narrative works against us in that area. Yeah. We might be telling ourselves that we're not doing our best and we're failing our spouse. And that's um, another part of the discussion to have. Wouldn't that be a great mm-hmm. discussion to come home and, and say, look, this has been my narrative. I've been thinking about this all day or for the past week or the mm-hmm. past month. Like, I just... I believe that I'm I'm not really stepping up at the plate and really, you know, doing being the best that I could be, mm-hmm. and I'm failing at this or that. And I want you to know that I'm hard on myself right now. I'm thinking about that. Uh, wouldn't it be great to have a conversation about that where you might be encouraged by your spouse? Uh, I doubt any kind of vulnerability like that you'd be met with. Man, you're right. You are failing. Mm. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're failing the whole family. And no, mm. more than likely, your spouse is going to appreciate that kind of vulnerability, um, you know, to bring up the topics of, you know, areas where you think you're kind of dropping the ball. And ask for help. Mm, there you go again. And ask for help. Yep. You know, David, we're recording this podcast at the end of the school year, which is going to be a great point of transition for many families. Wow, great point. They have just, you know, run the race, and they're about to 
slide into a, a hopefully an easier season. So I think this is a great time to tackle this subject that we're talking about yeah. today, the household chores, and, and take a look at that and yeah. then throughout the summer and then get yourself set up for the next school year. So You know, that's that's a great point. And there may be others, though, who say, no, summertime is like the most Busier, high. Busier, right. <laughs> it's high octane. And now we've, we've got kids that are home. we got to deal with, you know, daycare or making sure they're safe. Assigning while, chores. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, it could be just the opposite, but that's a good point. You know, I, this is a good time to have conversations. So what do you say we give them our call to action and just kind of land this plane for this oh, episode? Oh, yes. And, you know, if you have listened to us for any time at all, then you know we're going to say the first step is to have a conversation with your spouse about this topic, about your workload at home. Are you satisfied with how everything is divided, or or we, do you want to look at that and make changes? Well, that is a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Are you satisfied with how responsibilities are divided at home? And and look at how traditional mindsets are playing a, a part in your division of household chores, or or how you take care of life, and talk about that as well. Yeah, really, really important. Uh, I also think it would be, you know, a good conversation to talk about what could you do differently that would make your marriage feel more like a partnership Mm -hmm. around this topic of household responsibilities. Teaming up to take care of things, you know, Mm -hmm. approach it that way. or. and don't forget this part. Acknowledge and appreciate. Notice things that the other spouse is doing. Talk about those things as well, what you appreciate and what you're thankful for and all of the efforts that you might not discuss all the time. Yeah, things that you're already getting right. Uh, that that would be a good conversation. I, I love, I call them ICU conversations. Like have a conversation that communicates, I see you. Right. Mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> and and appreciate what I see. And if you are having this discussion and a notebook meeting, then you're going to come up with an action plan with um, some dates to look at for for changing things or tackling some household chores. So um, look at your your plans here and see what's working and what you need to change. Yes. And, you know, w- when you have that meeting and this will be our last call to action, uh, when you have that meeting, Summarize it. All right, this is what we've come up with. And then, as Stuart was just saying on your calendar, uh, set a date, like within a week or so. Uh, revisit what your game plan was and uh, take a peek at it. Is it working? Is mm-hmm. it, um, did, are you both left thinking that, wow, this is, this feels more like a partnership? We're doing this thing together. Honey, I think this is a perfect time to remind everyone about our free ebook on the top five tips to improve communication now in marriage. Yes, let's do it again. I, listen, I've already said this. I believe this will take your communication to a whole different level. And by the way, a lot of the tips that we are going to give you uh, in this ebook. You will use them in your conversation about household responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So please go to our website, impactingpeople.com, and get this free ebook. It is designed especially for you. 
And it is an ebook workbook. So grab a pen, and we hope that you get busy with um, the tips that we've given you in the ebook. Yeah, buddy. You know, we love walking with all of you as we try to navigate marriage, and it's not good to do it alone. So let someone you know that they're not navigating alone by sharing this podcast or yeah. writing a review. It will help us expand the reach of the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. And that's so important. Listen, folks, remember to always drive the red truck in your marriage, delivering that good stuff. Bye for now. Shh.